Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. I hit it. We can't go back. We must go forward. I'm excited. My guest today, I've had a chance to work with him for for a while now, and, and I'm excited to pick his brain on podcasting. He is, he is a seasoned podcaster. He's a marketing leader and thought leader, a content strategist, a customer experience storyteller. He's the host of the Conversations That Matter podcast. And I got to say, of the podcasters that I know, he is one that cares and, and that, that's a core value for me. So I, I noticed this stuff. He cares about the guests, about the questions, about the output. It really puts intention behind everything he does. So that's why I just can't wait to peel back the onion and share with all of you the kind of conversations I've had with him. With customer marketing lead at Unifor, Randy Kassar. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, that's a great intro. And, and I'm so excited to Peel the onion, as you as you say. So let's uh, get to it. And hopefully, it's one of those sweet onions, so we don't start crying midway through the show. You know, it's not <laughs> exactly. one of those shows, right? So, Randy, let me ask you this question that, that kicks things off and starts things out. Pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great interview podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been podcasting since two thousand and eight, and I think for me, one of the key things, and, and you know, I get asked this question a lot, is what makes a good host? I think what makes a good host is knowing yourself, knowing that are you the right person to be the host? Which, you know, sometimes if you just want to get the project started, like you just got to do it, you right? Know, or else it's going to take, you know, you know, a few extra months to, to get approvals, and you just like let's just do it. But I think it's really also, you know, when you, the question of like, do you know yourself uh, is around tone and around style, around your own story. And so I think that's, those are the key things is like, how do you want to be portrayed? How do you want people to know you? Um, and does that come across in the podcast? Now, of course, the guests are most important. They're your social matter experts if you're doing an interview style. Uh, but also you, you want to, um, you know, people are interested in you too, believe it or not. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the, 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 the host of the podcast kind of gets the shaft because you never really get to know them. <laughs> But because you're you're never the one being interviewed, but I, but I think that's it's really crucial to be able to be confident with yourself that you can ask the right questions. One of the first things I realize in a, in a podcast is, you know, you can have technical difficulties, and there's going to be these odd moments of silence um, when your when your guests are perhaps uh, not on anymore because of some technical difficulties, and you have to be confident in yourself to fill those gaps. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story when that yeah. happened. Um, when I first started podcasting, we were using a service called blog talk radio. Uh, it was purely just a, you call a 800 number and your guest calls it in and it's like a radio show. It streams live to the web. Um, I don't even know if it's around anymore, but there were times where the, the technology wasn't working uh, and someone hung up, they had a bad connection. They're, you know, sound like they're in a tunnel, <laughs> whatever yeah. it might be. <laughs> and there were times where people just like, you're like, okay, I guess they're gone. Um, 
you know, and, and they would call back a few minutes later. But that for those few minutes, you're like, all right, now it's time for your, uh, you know, comedy improv <laughs> right. uh, time. Um, so th- it, it was, it's tough. But um, I think as, you know, practice, as they say, makes not perfect, but uh, progress. Do you think that's something you can train? Like for people out there listening, if you haven't had one of these uh-oh moments happen, they're eventually going to. Can you prepare for those or is it just that you're going to go through them and eventually you've gone through enough of them? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think that you can prepare for those moments because most okay. people don't know those moments exist. Right. So I think if, if you're looking to either um, hire a podcast agency or perhaps um, find someone internally that's the podcast host because maybe they have a a better, they're the extrovert versus introvert. Um, you want to train them on those moments of time where there's, you know, the, the guest hasn't connected because of technical issues, um, or maybe the guest isn't answering correctly, and you need to kind of keep them engaged, and because you know that the audience is listening. So, I think those type of moments um, you definitely can train for. Are, I guess the question is, are, are people, are there some people more, not necessarily familiar, but um, more natural in dealing with those situations? I, I think so. Yeah. Like there's people that are great at adapting and there's people that pre- prefer to plan, right? And so it's almost like the yeah. planners should plan for this to happen. Like even hearing <laughs> it on this podcast might be enough for people to go, huh, what would I say? You know, what what would I do if suddenly my guest just dropped off or their mic didn't work and would I pause? Would I ask a question? And to your point, if you're live, you got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Got to keep going. Got to keep telling the story. So let me take you back to the, the, the original part here. The, you know, first of all, are you the right person? Is there a, is there a litmus test? How how do you know you're the right person? Well, if it's an audio podcast, I even video, let's talk. It was just like an audio podcast. If it's just yeah, an audio yeah. podcast, I think there's a couple of things. One is just the audio. Like, do you sound interesting? Uh, are you sounding like you're interested in the person that's a, uh, that you're asking the questions to? Right. If you don't, then no one's going to want to listen to that. You know, say you're at a, I mean, it's just like you're at a party and you're probably right next to someone having a conversation. If it's not interesting, you're not going to want to listen to it. You're going to look like, all right, I'm going to go get a drink or go talk to someone else. Time for um, a refill, right? I got to right. go. And, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, how many podcasts are out there these days, right? Your podcast player that you launched uh, this podcast on, you have so many different options. Right. If you're not if you're not engaged with it within the first, you know, I would say three minutes, then you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to go find another show that maybe has, I don't know. Uh, I was just listening to smart list. Like I'm going to go find a celebrity show that yeah. is a little more, you know, interesting. Um, not that anybody would do it on this show. Just no, just no, say that. because, <laughs> right. because we're both Never. fantastic <laughs> and we've been dropping legendary info for the, for the first three minutes, um, you know, and, and that's, I want to get back to the, uh, I will, I'll come back to the three minute thing. Cause that's really interesting, but you were mentioning 
you know, tone is important, style is important, story is important. How do you want to be portrayed? I feel like we've talked just now about tone, the idea of like you showing interest, you know, and if you're interested, the audience is, and if you're not, they're definitely not going to be. Talk to me about style. What does that mean? What does a podcast host style entail? Yeah, I mean, I think the style is your own. Like, you know, we talked about what do you want to be known for? Like, people know you for not only your subject matter expertise, but also for how you ask questions, for how you are 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 in a conversation, for how you're engaging in conversation. And so I think that's something that comes across pretty quickly yeah. in terms of impressions and first impressions. And so it's not always the topic or the subject matter that people want to tune into a podcast. It's also the actual host. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that you need to put some effort in uh, to make sure that you are saying the right things that you uh, know how to lead a conversation that the, the, the style that you want to portray is, is what you want to be known for. Yeah. And I think the big trap with the style is, is being yourself, you know, and being, being really authentic and not trying to fake someone else's style. I always think back to, you know, Gary Vee's super popular. And then you get a bunch of marketers all trying to be Gary Vee dropping F bombs left and right. Like they're Gary Vee wearing a Gary Vee hat, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and totally. I feel like we can all tell, maybe they didn't get the memo, but we can tell the audience can tell if there's this sort of air of, you know, like you're not being authentic. We, we can smell that or something. Yeah, no, I think that's totally true. Like you, you know, people can see BS a mile away. So if, if yeah. you are, uh, I don't know, say you're interviewing a customer and you're trying to make it sound like you know, just embellishing them way too much, you give them a pat on the back way too much. People just see that a mile away. So I think that the way that you, your style is, is, is needs to be authentically you. Yeah. Um, you know, my background, a lot of it is in, in social. So when we write social content, we're making sure that people that we write in a very human, authentic and engaging way. And so the same thing with a podcast is that you need to make sure that you're doing that. Um, if you can't recreate the conversation with this subject matter expert on your podcast at Starbucks, then it shouldn't be on a podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like if you can't have like a real conversation with them outside of the podcast, then you shouldn't be having a conversation with them. What do you mean by that? Like, like if you couldn't sit down with anyone at Starbucks or with your customer or what's the, I think, the test there? Like when you go, like when you in a public space, when you're yeah. say waiting in line at Starbucks and you're having a conversation with someone that you've never met before that person, you're not going to sell them outright, right? You need <laughs> right. to get to know them. You need to know who they are, what they do. Why are you here? How's your day going? That also needs to come across in the style of conversation that you do with a podcast guest. At least that's, that's my, my feeling. That's your, but you know, that's, that's interesting to listen to, right? It, it's conversation with two people and they're waiting for something else and, and they're being nice to each other and they're, so you never know who you're going to meet, right? So that's fun to listen to. And I can see why. And that sounds like that sounds like your style, though, right? Because I, I know there's like a Tim Ferriss of the world who is like, I'm just going to pepper this guy with questions and I'm not going to have any conversation, right? I'm just, Tell me your answers and get out of here, right? And I guess, you know, to each their own. 
But back to your original point, like if your style is that, then by all means do that. Yeah, and again, it's, it's different for for different people. So, but that's just the way I've I've been brought up is like have a conversation with them, get to know their backstory, uh, really be interested in, in why they made certain decisions in their life. So that's how I go about doing any of the podcasts I do. Do you ever find that the backstory is sometimes more fascinating than everything else? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're interviewing these. Uh, a guest uh, and they work for say a company um, and they haven't done it before. They get really like podcast deer in the headlight. Yeah. <laughs> don't really know how to, how, how to, to say the story of the company. Um, and so they get very rigid. They're, they're very like structured in their, in their answers and you get these odd moments of silence <laughs> you're like, all right, how do we transition to the next question? Um, so I think it, it, it really um, helps when you have those kind of uh, when, you, when you ask them about the, their passions or, or maybe their families, you know, yeah. that's what I do usually when we, when we, before we start to get them kind of like a little relaxed, a little loose. Um, Cause a lot of stuff that I do is, is remote. And, uh, but even when I do it in person, I, I try and like, not just how's your day going? Cause people just say the obvious like, Oh, it's going great. When you know full well that there's some backstory there, <laughs> but you know, you, you really want to try and get to know, um, what their passions are, who is important in their life. Uh, what do they do outside of work? Uh, you know, those are the type of things that people all of a sudden their, their smile comes up. You get those great, um, authentic, uh, answers. And not a lot of people get asked about their past either. You know, in an interview, you get asked usually about your job history. So I feel like there's something special we get to do when we ask someone about their story, you know, their life, and, and they get to tell us about picking raspberries as a kid or whatever the case may be. And that whatever was special to them, you know, it's kind of, have you ever had those Oprah moments where someone shares something powerful about their past and, and you're kind of like, oh man, I, is this okay to record? Like, is this, is this okay? Yeah, I mean, I've had it um, definitely numerous times, but I think there was one point where I was doing a prep call with someone, and I didn't realize we were just we we're talking about the podcast and what to expect and uh, giving them some ideas for answers, and then somehow we started getting into our backgrounds, and that's when he just started opening up, uh, and it, it was. It was really cool because we all of a sudden our values uh, were were the same. So we were talking about faith and religion, and it just was something that I've never really talked about with a guest cool. before. And so that was really cool to to see that uh, uh, within you know the prep call. Not that we talked about it on on the actual podcast, but it made for a more authentic uh, and trustworthy conversation. Uh, you know, when, when we started recording the actual podcast. You know, that's huge. I, I want to highlight that for people. I, I heard a, a powerful topic came up in the prep. And even though it doesn't make it into the show, it like you had that much more of a connection going into the show because you realized you had some values that were aligned. And I, I've had that sense too, where you just, you're excited to talk to the person. You're like, oh man, that's, that's my, my whatever guy, you know, and that's the, Cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. Like it, it separates it. So it's not just another, Oh, I got to do another podcast with so-and-so. 
you know, some guy, some business guy or gal. It's like, no, this is this person. I'm really excited for this episode, even if we don't talk about that at all. Yeah. I mean, and the, the goal is that you're building a relationship, right? Even yeah. though it could be just one episode, your hope is that this person can, both of you can be of value to each other. Uh, so hopefully the conversation that you have is not just a one way that they're actually getting value from what you're saying and, and how you're listening and, and answering back to their responses. So that's, I think, is, is something important to, to remember that the, you know, we, we talk about this in like in the influencer marketing world is that it's not just a one-time relationship. This is a longer term relationship where you bring value to each other's, uh, businesses. And so, uh, same, you know, when you're talking about a podcast guest, it's the same thing. We're so aligned on this, right? So like, I care so much about relationships and connections that, I mean, that's even our, our company wise to create human connection, right? Like it's so important, but the idea, I love that we're, we're focusing on it for a second. The idea, it's not a one-time relationship, which is interesting to me. And then also creating value for them. And, it, and I was thinking initially that you were talking about like afterward, you're creating value for them. But it sounds like you're even thinking about how can I create value for them while they're a guest? Is that right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we talk about uh, on Conversations That Matter is we want people to get 1% better. This yeah. is a community-driven uh, show where we bring in questions from the audience. We also are speaking to inviting guests onto the show because they're, they can, they're relatable to other peers within the industry. And I think that's a, a key thing when you are trying to learn from each other. Um, not only are they sharing kind of what their insights, you know, what their challenges were and how they overcome them. But I know for me, since I've been in the industry for a while, I also try and share my expertise and how it relates to them. And so my hope is that not only can I share what, what I've gone through, but also we've done 60, I forgot what the number is, 60 something uh, episodes so far, close to that. Yeah. Um, I can bring lessons I've learned from other guests to them too, and be like, you know, actually, you know, Joe Smith said the exact same thing. He was having the same problem and this is how he overcame it. And that can help uh, the guests I'm talking to in their, in their daily life and their job that they're in the challenge that they're going through. Hey, 1% better, you know, 60 times later, now we're 60% better. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> I wonder if this ties into you. I was going to ask you about the last part of that sequence, the tone, the style, the story. And I wonder if that, is that 1% part of your story for conversations that matter? Or, or what do you mean by story? I mean, the story, it's something that needs to be relatable. A story has a beginning, a climax, and an end. That story needs to um, be super um, relatable to people, um, especially for the target personas that you're trying to, to reach in your podcast, right? Just like with everybody, the podcast is has a, has a goal and it, it has a target audience that you're going for. It is a business. We have to remind ourselves of that. I mean, you, yes, you're having a good time, you're talking with your, your peers, but at the end of the day, it's also, you have to be a little selfish and like, why am I spending all this time <laughs> doing it? Why am I making this investment? You know, it's for, especially in the B2B world, um, you know, for a brand like ours, you know, we're, we're trying 
to make sure we build relationships uh, and talk potentially to our prospects that can then be turned into uh, into um, actual uh, leads and actual customers. How often do you remind yourself of that? Because I, I think I was talking about how intentional you are. It's great to hear you bring that up. The idea of let's not lose sight of the goal. Like we're not going to go interview Ronald McDonald. Like maybe we will. Um, there's a there's a goal we're trying to achieve. It, how how do you remind yourself of that? Like when we talk together with uh, Liam uh, on our show, I I'm always reminded of who our target audience is. Who are we trying to reach? Uh, and that is helpful for him in finding the right people that, that we've talked about and also writing the pitch um, and deciding on the themes and topics. So everything needs to relate back to the goal of what we're trying to do. Um, we need to make sure that whatever story that we're telling or whatever story that we're hearing from that audience is relatable, is to back to the original kind of goal of what, a, what the show is. So like if we're doing an AI show, uh, talking about the latest uh, you know, AI innovation and, and how it relates to customer experience, well, that guest needs to somehow weave back into that. Uh, and then from that show, the social content needs to weave back into that and the blog posts and, and whatever other marketing channels that we, that we amplify it on. Do you ever find that res restrictive? I mean, you can't just have a random person on because you you have a goal, right? It's not the Randy Kassar show. It, it's like, you know, this is this is a well, I, business pod, and that's a good question. I mean, I think there. I mean, your audience is is human, just like anybody else. Yeah, they might get tired of the stale old show over and over. Yeah, right. And, and sometimes it's good to change it up. So. If there's someone that, I don't know, say uh, we have Simon, uh, what's his name, Simon Sinek on. He's not an AI, you know, innovator or, or you know, thought leader, but is he going to provide huge value to people in doing their job, no matter the industry they're in, no matter the, uh, the seniority that they have? Yeah. For sure. You know, would I have, I don't know, a celebrity like you know, Bradley Cooper on? <laughs> I would, I would, sure, I would love that. And, and would people be interested in listening to it? Yeah. Would I change my whole guest outreach based upon him? No. But I think it would bring a, um, kind of a little break in the action. But also, you just need to find what's relatable to that person's life and how it relates to, to your target audience. So I think it's, it's always possible. I mean, and I love the idea. This is a, a cool concept, right? Because I think sometimes we can get so serious and wrapped up in our business goals that we forget, like you just said, that our listeners are human. We're human. We're, like, throw us a bone here. The, I mean, we've seen this with business copywriting and marketing copywriting. We don't, you know, if you read something and it looks like it's writ, you know, written by a marketer, it's probably bad copy now, right? Because we can tell. So, or, or you know, ChatGPT made it. So it's like, we want that human experience. So by the end of the day, are you, can you draw a line between Bradley Cooper and AI? Do you think? I don't know about AI, but AI has so many sub, you know, subtopics to it. And, and maybe one of them True. is experience. True. And, and conversations, right? And, and, and conversations. And so could that be related to him? I mean, 
The reason I bring him up, I was just listening to an episode of Smartless, <laughs> and he was and he was he made a guest uh, guest uh, appearance on, on one of the podcasts. Should we try to book um, him for conversations that matter? Whatever podcast, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. We'll, we'll book him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's you. You know, you can change the 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 way your podcast is structured. Yeah. Um, so it's not just the guests and who it is, but maybe there's a portion of your podcast that you can switch it up. I mean, take a look at like the late shows they're on, you know, Jimmy Fallon and, and others, they have all these little games in between the, the show, right? Cause right. they don't want to have a whole 45 minutes or whatever the time is for just that interview with that celebrity right. or, or musician. They need to kind of switch it up. Right. And they do that. They, you can see them. They're coming up with new games and new ways to engage the audience based upon trends, based upon, um, yeah, just new creative ideas. And so the same thing could be done with your podcast is you've tried it out for a good, say 60 episodes, yeah, <laughs> now right? it's time, <laughs> time to change, uh, and, and add a little, you know, a little more, I guess, spice <laughs> to your podcast. Sure. So I think it's, it's possible. And I mean, that's the good thing about podcasts and any digital content, you can do some AB testing, try it out. See how people resonate, get some feedback, and kind of go from there. I can see that really being fun for the host too, right? Because we can get into these groundhog days, whereas it's another guest we're talking about, the, you know, and they're talking about the exact thing that somebody four episodes talked about, and we're trying to get their own perspective, but ah, it could be crazy. So just the idea of being free enough to switch it up, you know? I mean, there literally are shows where you eat hot wings. With celebrities, right? So if they can pull exactly. that off, what can't they pull yeah. off, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. Those two guys are geniuses. Yeah, it's how they got actually how they actually got the first guest to do it and subsequent guests is amazing. So. so I wonder if that you know, between the two ferns started that trend of just like ridiculous but serious. Jibber jabber. Yeah. Yeah. How 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 many hot wings do you think you would you make it? Would you make it the whole way? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think by like three, I would be just like toast. Yeah. Has anyone not done them all? No, I think everyone's gone through. I think, I mean, I guess when it came down to it, would I just kind of power through? Yes. But I probably would be stuck in the bathroom for the <laughs> next, you know, six, I need a hotel room and whatever. And, uh, you know, just, you know, no sunlight and just like sleep it off for a few days. Drinking some milk, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, for me, that wouldn't work. I'm lactose intolerant. So that, oh, that really wouldn't work. <laughs> just trading one problem for another. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, some, some, some almond milk or oat milk, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, again, I think that the point I, I think I'm trying to make is yeah. you can, you can switch it up, have some fun with it. Um, it doesn't need to be the whole show. It could be just a portion, you know, uh, of it. And I think it could work out. Let's talk prep. Let's talk prep for a little bit. How do you like to prepare for shows and for guests? Well, one is I want to do research on them. I want to find out, you know, I go to their LinkedIn profile, see what they've posted, see what they've shared recently, um, see what comments they've gotten. Uh, I'll do a YouTube search and see if they've spoken on other podcasts or maybe yeah. at different events. Just want to see their style, what they've been asked before. You know, if I have someone that 
has been either has their own podcast or maybe he's appeared numerous times is just making the the AI or CX show circuit. I don't want to say I don't want to interview them with the same questions. Yeah. So if you hear they keep getting asked that one question, you're like, man, how do we mix it up here? You know, like tell us about your book. Well, they're on a book tour, <laughs> so everyone's heard that same spiel over and over again. So I think it's a matter of personalizing it as best as you can, diving into who they are and the content that they are. You know, because they have a goal too, especially if like they're a consultant or author, they want to promote their stuff on our show. So I think it's just a matter of trying to get um, a little more personal in terms of the questions that you ask. That's uh, is personal in terms of them, but in terms of the content that they're trying to share. It's like the, one of the greatest compliments when you get, you ask that question and, and someone's like, man, that's a great question. You're like, ha. <laughs> yes. I've cool. never been asked that before. Yeah, yeah. I've never been asked that before. You're like, all right. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Answer. But inside you're like, yeah, that was my goal. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> nailed, nailed it. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. Do you have, do you have any strategies for getting to those questions? I've heard, I've heard from you, you know, watching videos to know what not to ask because man, they get that all the time. But how do you find those unique ones? I think it's, I think it's a lot of times it's community driven. So trying to understand what's out there in the community that they can react to. So for instance, if they are in customer experience, um, or let's take, not my industry, let's take, um, I don't know, healthcare. Yeah. Uh, and there's a show, uh, I'm talking to the latest uh, physicians or nurse practitioners. Maybe there's an influencer that, that's out there that's posted something that they can react to. Now granted, you need to give them a heads up so that's not too controversial. Uh, but that could be a way of doing it, right? So not using their content, but what it does is that it shows their expertise. It shows it, it, that person can share their opinion and that that is a thought leader, right? And that's the person that you want that people can relate to. And maybe your, your, your audience might have the same answer uh, or they, for even better purposes, it might not be the same answer. And they're like, you know what? I don't agree with that. And they'll write back to you or, or comment on social. So I think that's something that you can do. The idea of the reaction videos is is actually brilliant. I don't think it's something I've I've, I've thought about, but yet I've, I've watched these on YouTube all the time. Like reaction videos are very interesting. People reacting to either another video or something they've read. It's really interesting, and it busts them out of that cycle. And you mentioned interviewing authors. It's sometimes the challenge I have with authors is they're so polished that they can slip in to robot mode very easily and start answering, you know, even if you didn't, especially if you ask them one of those questions, but even if you don't, they can slip back into that same pattern. And they're, you know, one of the authors I talked to, he, he had done like 150 pods and he scheduled them all to, to launch the day that his book launched. Right. Brilliant. But he was tired and he didn't really care about the show. And so, man, they can slip into that stuff. So the idea of having them react to something gets them out of that. I mean, one of the greatest pieces of social content that I've seen work really well, um, not on a podcast, but on a late show is mean tweets. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that before, right? No, when, no. It's, it's usually on Jimmy Kimmel. I think that's what he does, does it on. Um, and it's celebrities reading their own uh, people, 
I mentioned them on Twitter. Or now <laughs> People hating on them on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, just you know, commenting on whatever it is. And they actually read it out loud. And so they have to either keep a straight face or they laugh about it or they have some, you know, not necessarily negative reaction because that's Jim Kimmel ain't going to throw them on the they'll bus. Pick, they'll pick something pseudo mean or, yeah. 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 But, but that, I think the key thing is, like, if you can pull out from the community that they're a part of, that's going to be, you know, great for them because now all of a sudden they are put in a spot where they can really uh, leverage their expertise and authority to those, to their peers. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I just love doing that either in a rapid fire session, um, you know, towards the end of the podcast or even just in the beginning, just to kind of jumpstart it and get an opinion uh, going. Especially, it, it, this almost reminds me of like newsjacking, especially if it's a topic that yeah. people are searching, they're totally. interested, they want to know what the hot take is, makes for a great YouTube short. Man, I could see that just yeah. hooking people in. Hey, man, what's your take on that recent disaster that happened over there? You know, if that's their industry or whatnot, or what's your take on XYZ? Yeah. Powerful, powerful. And, and you know, because it's timely, they haven't been asked that before. So it's like fresh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I would curate something from the past week or two um, from an influencer within their community and say, what do you think? This is what this so-and-so person said and go at it. You know, what about the guest that is basically a CIA operative because their LinkedIn profile hasn't been updated since they were in high school and now they're the CEO of a successful company and you there's like nothing on them, right? What What... How do you how do you create a unique experience for those kind of people? I think for those people, you need to make sure that they feel comfortable in speaking, that you find out what their true passion is, because if you don't, if you can't tell from the research that you're doing or their bios or you know what they're promoting, then you really have no clue what's going to happen, right? And you as a as a podcast host need to know in advance to a point what they're going to share. Uh, so if you do ask them a question off the cuff that you know what's what they potentially could uh, could say or that you know that that answer is going to be money and going to yeah. be a good, you know, microclip that you can uh, amplify. Um, and you know there there are times you know there's some people that aren't active on LinkedIn and LinkedIn isn't the best place to outreach them. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, that prep call is going to be key. And, you know, true. Learning about their story, you might need to do a couple prep calls um, to, to get it to a point that you feel comfortable with. Um, and the key thing is, you know, if it's not the right host, you know, maybe just the job title is perfect. You're like, that's my target audience. But it's you know, you you meet them in person, and like, it just ain't, you're not vibing. <laughs> it's just not working. Um, then maybe it's not. It's, it won't be a good uh, episode. So you should feel confident that, you know, I love that we create a relationship and that, you know, we, we talk to each other, but I just not, don't think this is going to be a good thing that we can do together. So you should yeah. feel conf confident that you can say no, even after the prep call. Okay. So two things there. One prep call totally makes sense. That's the place where you discover what they forgot to put on all their social platforms. <laughs> um, but two, the ability to say no to guests. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, because you've already built that like anticipation. How do you do it? Do you have any? Do you have any tips? 
It's hard. It's hard for me. I mean, I, I think um, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I I want them to be successful. That's just kind of my my nature, and so I think it's just a matter of being honest. Yeah. Um, and and most people, if you're honest, then it's okay, right? You haven't wasted their time, and you know, it, and they'll be okay with that. So right. as long as you're honest. Uh, then you'll be okay. Because you're saving them from pain. You know, You know. back in the day, I have a story for you. Back in the day, I was at a networking event in a city that I you know, was traveling to, and I was having a good time. I might have had a couple beverages. I met someone that was a really cool person. And I was like, you should be on my podcast, right? And and you know, it's a B2B marketing podcast, and she focused on B2C and and which isn't a deal breaker, but you know, and so, you know, fast forward several weeks later, we're on a prep call. I guess this is another vote for why you do prep calls because we got on that thing and I'm telling her the questions and she's thinking in her mind, huh, <laughs> that's like a foreign language to me, you know, and, and, and we, and we kind of just agreed on that call that, that, you know, she had someone she knew they might be a better fit for this particular show, you yeah, know, and true. And man, so much respect to that versus us both knowing it and still doing it. And it's just feeling like a waste of time for us and the audience. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think sometimes it could be a lead in to someone else. Um, True. And especially if it's someone within the industry, it's a pretty small industry, no matter the size of it. I mean, there's people network so much. and so it might be an opportunity for them to introduce you to someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we ask on our podcast after we hit, you know, the end button is who else do you think uh, I should interview? And I think that's a great question because that just opens up not only more relationships, but they, you can see whether it's a, uh, a good podcast or not based upon whether they answer you truthfully. Yeah. All right. And so, you know, you've done a good job if they actually give you some recommendations, man, what a great way to get guests too. Especially you have a great, you have a great guest. You really hit it off. Who else should I talk to? You know, this show is super meta. So I'm going to, you know, we, we talk about things that we're doing if we're not doing them. So I'm definitely going to have to ask you that question at the end of the show. Who else should we talk to? Yeah. What a, what a great tip because then, they're, they're like self-selecting and, and I've had folks even, you know, be helpful not just tell me a name. So I'm like cold outreach. They'll introduce me on email. You know, that's great. You get a little, Hey, here's my new friend and here you should have this person on. Oh man, they're amazing. And then that just, and it's almost like exponential at that point for the pod. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a hypothetical question for you next. So I may or may not have a time machine up here in New Hampshire, right? So you come visit, we get some beer, some lobster, and we go in the time machine and we get the chance to go a year later, uh, you know, 50 plus podcast episodes into the future. And we get a chance to listen to your podcast. What do you, what do you want it to sound like? Would you, is it the same? Is it different? Have, have you made changes to it, you know, a year from now? What, what does it sound like? Good question. One is, Weaving in customer stories in a non-salesy way. I like it. Um, there is, I forgot who the, who the show was, um, Gimlet Productions. 
I don't know if you remember them yeah. way back when. They used to do so. They record their their first season was recording themselves on creating a podcast company. Right. It was fascinating. They were pitching uh, the top. Uh, I forgot who it was. Who was a shark? Um, anyways, they were pitching VCs and going through their business plans and dealing with their family. Like, uh, but then in the middle of each um, episode was a a very well produced ad that didn't feel like an ad. It felt like it was just a customer or they took the, or they took the sponsor, say it was stamps.com and they just talked to a customer stamps.com and made it into something that was really interesting and engaging. So that's what they were known for is that, that like middle portion. Yes. The podcast got them a lot of fame and they, uh, I forgot, I think, I, I think they got bought up by, was it Spotify? I think so. Really? Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I love to see that, woven in. Um, and you know, I have a role that focuses on customer marketing, so that would be really cool for us, uh, to do that. Um, and then I think where I like to see some changes, um, you know, in the future is how can we, um, probably be more timely and relating to trends. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I love to take the uh, show on the road. Um, I think interviewing remotely is great and it will still happen. But I think if I can go to different either customers or uh, industry events, I love doing that. I did that in the past and that's always gives a, you know, I love hearing the background noise at a, an event, even though people might think it's, it's loud that just knows that you're right in the middle of a community that is just like their brain is just like, <laughs> yeah, to learn. Right. And a good and mic, you don't, you only hear it as like a nice little background, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I love, those are the things that, you know, I want to weave in um, and, you know, we'll, we'll work on that together. Yeah, it's really interesting about you tying into to Gimlet. So if a if the pod starts focusing on, cust are you are you interviewing customers and then there's another customer interview in the middle or, or how, do, how do you see that? going together. Well, well, I think as you, as anybody builds their podcast, uh, people need to be reminded of what the who the podcast is from. Yeah. And I think that's an area where, okay, you built this audience, you have this initial reach. That's kind of the phase one, right? It's like yeah. the influencer phase, the initial set of audience listeners. Phase two is when you start getting those influencers to share and spread the word and amplify your podcast content. Um, and once that happens, people need to know that it relates back to, back to the original brand. And so of course you're going to have it with the intro and outro, but as we know, people don't listen nine all the time to the full podcast. They need that in between, <laughs> um, reminder. Uh, and I think it needs to be done in a creative way. Yeah. If it doesn't feel like an ad, then they're going to want to know what that you know, what that story is in the, in the middle. Those are the best ads when it's, when it's a customer talking about experience yeah. and it's, and they're just in, because they're almost naturally real with you about it because yeah. you're peers and it's interesting, especially if it's a story based on the story. And, and then what's cool is it adds to the value, right? Instead of detracting like, Oh God, I got to skip this 30 seconds. Where's my yeah, exactly. button? Yeah, no. 
Yeah. Totally. You know, it's like, oh, that was interesting. Okay, now back to your show. Okay. All right. I mean, that's what you do. You know, you're like, all right, and here's a story from brand A that you know recently implemented X Y Z. Yeah. And hopefully, it's related to the topic that you did. And then you, I mean, it's going to take some production, right? It's going to take a little extra work. A little extra work. Uh, but I think if you have three or four of those in your bucket um, that you can weave into different podcasts, then I think it's going to be great. That's cool. I look forward to seeing that happen, man. Where can people reach out? They want to connect with you, fellow podcasters, yeah. information about you know Unifor and conversations that matter, all the all the things. Yeah. So the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. Um, just hit me up there. Um, open book. Um, you can also email me at randy.ksar at unifor.com. And otherwise, um, love to talk podcasting, digital, social, customer marketing, podcasting uh, in any degree, whether you're just starting off or whether you've been doing it for as long as I have. Hell yeah. And I got to say, people, check out Conversations That Matter. We're going to link to it in the show notes. Again, intentional about outcomes and you know going back to the goal we talked about at the very beginning what's the goal what kind of person do i want to present myself as a story all this stuff it's a master class randy so i want people to go check it out uh thank you for being on here man i, I don't know if you've had fun i look at the clock the time's just flown by uh but i really appreciate you coming on here and just hanging out for a bit Dude, I, I i loved it i love the conversation i learned from you as well i mean i love that we work together and I love uh, this podcast, so definitely give it a good rating for those of you listening in if you enjoy the content today. Hell yeah, man. And, and for those listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I literally have two pages of notes front and back, then share this with someone else. Be a thought leader, one person or, or two or nine or 4,000, whatever the number is, but like good information in other people's hands. Do it on LinkedIn. Tag Randy. Tag myself. We'll hop in the comments. We'll have a little conversation about it. Uh, and with that, Randy, thank you again, sir. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. All right, everyone. This has been another crazy episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will catch you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short, and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, Come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.